Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to the Nostalgia Yard. I'm your host, Edzio Auditore, joined here by... General, another settlement needs your help. I'll mark it on your map. Thanks, Preston. Additionally, I'm joined here by... Your worst enemy, EA's accountants. Dear God. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, you're going to have to get through five layers of pay. <laughs> Thanks to our co-host here. But you can still do it at Scrapyard Media. Additionally, you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, unless you can't, at Scrapyard Media. Roll intro. So we're going to talk about something near and dear to us here at the Scrapyard. This may surprise you, but we do play video games. We play video games. We do the, the video game. We take the joystick and here. the fucking trigger and you shoot the people. And I, I use gamer language every day. You turn. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the turn yourself in button after you run over the hooker? Anyways, but no, so the decade's winding down and we decide we want to, you know, kind of put our favorite games of the decades out there. These aren't, you know, like objectively the best games or anything like that. Um, mine is. Very much for some of mine, they are very not great games in some cases, but they mean a lot to us and we're going to kind of break them down by multiplayer single player and yeah yeah we're just going to go through uh do we want to start from multiplayer or start from single player uh we're all born alone so let's go multiplayer i feel like single player might take a little bit longer yeah exactly so we want to start with me yeah you're already talking cool well so i tweeted it out because that was like a trend on twitter and i neglected to retweet the person who Start it, which I want to say is Grande, but I don't know enough to say that for certain. Follow so, him at Curvelinear Cube. Yeah, you can do that um, if you want. You can also just follow us at Scrapyard Media. We can uh, do both. You do both. I don't post much on my Twitter, though. I retweet a lot of cosplayers, though, so sure. So, but for multiplayer, so because of that, the format, I did five of each, but uh, I don't know, some of them, well, one, I kind of did two, and I had an honorable mention of everything, whatever. But for multiplayer games, just because of, you know, I ranked them, I didn't necessarily rank them, but I put them on there for the experience I had with them. So I have Rainbow Six Siege, which, you know, we've talked about multiple times on this this podcast. It's very obvious that I pay more attention to that game than Overwatch, for sure. Uh, that's the canon of the show. <laughs> it is the word. This uh, is the way. I also, you know, on there I got Black Ops 2, which... Black is a Ops weird take. Interesting. So here's the thing. I wasn't playing video games at the time Black Ops was big. Okay, okay. So one of the first like Call of Duties I ever really played, like in the multiplayer way, was Black Ops 2. And I just remember, you know, coming home from school, awkward ass sixth grader being like, damn, let's get that KSG up to having fucking carbon fiber on it, man. Like that was that was the move. Uh, I also have Titanfall and Titanfall 2 because for some reason I'm actually good at those games. It's a weird trait I have. Uh, I always enjoyed... The original Titanfall was really fun. It was a big deal when it was coming out on Xbox One. There was a bunch of hype. Titanfall 2 was hyped. It kind of didn't do as good. I mean, it had the single-player story, which was cool. There's some choices with it I don't love, but every once in a while I'll go back to it and just fucking tear some shit up for a while, and that's always fun. Uh, Same thing with Battlefield 1. I feel like that was... At a time where the big first-person shooters, a lot of people were losing kind of their love for them, especially with Call of Duty at the time. That was about when Advanced Warfare was coming out, I believe, and there was the whole meme of, like, you know, Virgin Advanced Warfare, Chad, Battlefield 1, like, when the trailers dropped. 
and it was just again it was a thing i had a lot of fun with playing with my friends and i've gone back to it re-experienced it recently still got a great community in it uh still got a lot of players and it's still fun to just mess around and get a fucking bayonet charge from across the map that's right and then finally the objectively best multiplayer game of the decade uh minecraft i just threw it on there because minecraft and i needed a fifth game that's I, that's funny because that's a perfect segue into my uh one the one multiplayer game I have on my list that I didn't that I didn't just like write down. I have Minecraft also because I have fond memories of when you were in sixth grade and just hated every time we played Minecraft. Dude, there's another game that I'm sure is on your list somewhere that I hated playing with. You. <laughs> yeah, but Minecraft is one of those games where it's like it started off really big. Well, it didn't start off really big, but it got really big early, and now it's really big again. It's, uh, in the words of the friendly folks over at Game Theory, it's transcended being a video game. It's yeah. An, it's a medium at this point. It's its own thing. Yeah. And it's it's a good it's a good place for people of, like, all ages and all kinds of, like, walks of life to be able to be like, let me just exert some creative energy. Yeah, I remember playing Minecraft. It was, like... Alpha or something? I remember CNN's made, made a video and I was like, oh, I need to play this. But I had, like, a poverty laptop. And so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really run Minecraft, so I didn't play it. Uh, and then, you know, Minecraft was in so deep into, like, its game that, like, I just never really got, like, back onto it. But I do, I, I remember fondly watching CNN's videos and really enjoying those and then playing just brief moments of Alpha. But, like, keeping up with Minecraft and seeing the progression of how it just got like bigger and bigger and bigger and now you know it's at toys r us like it's super weird toys r us what year is this hey man rest in peace like, hey man they opened up a new store exactly like why are you, why okay. you actually why are you throwing shade on the homies somewhere. well that's good for them <laughs> okay fine kb toys like like what are we doing here <laughs> target yeah you know this is all decade podcast i gotta bring up the legends um but yeah like minecraft was another game that was i never played a lot but you know, I respect it from afar. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm, this might come across as very Mountain Dew, Kyle type <laughs> <laughs> gaming sense, but I don't have a lot of multiplayer games. Uh, a right, lot of yeah. a lot of my favorite games me are single too. player, just because. Yeah. And I have friends, but the friends I did have, we played Black Ops. The original, yes. However, we never I never touched like tr true Black Ops multiplayer. Um, for me, Call of Duty Black Ops coming off of world at war which i had put ungodly amounts of time into zombies oh, and, i forgot about and black ops yeah. zombies black ops zombies was probably the height of like my multiplayer playing outside of overwatch mm -hmm. where i would straight up come home and play i had like my my group that we would play and we would sit there and play black ops zombies we'd play on five we'd play on kino and we would just play that hours upon hours upon hours upon hours and it was honestly one completely ridiculous that i was even allowed to do that because my grades were not good and it was large in part due to call of duty black ops but i think call of duty black ops was just such especially zombies was just such a perfect progression from what world at war was which was another perfect experience but 2008 sorry but i think Black Ops was just the perfect extension of zombies, and all the maps were fun. Yes. Um, you know, even just with the two base maps, Five and Kino, there was so much personality and so many different strategies you could take. And it was just a balanced game, too. 
I thought the guns were all fun. Uh, there were a lot of, I don't think there was anything that was particularly bad about it. And so Black Ops is definitely right up there. But other than that, in terms of like multiplayer games, I think the only ones that really had like an impact were Overwatch. Like Overwatch is another game that I put hundreds of hours into. Yeah. As, you know, a strictly multiplayer game. A lot of the other games I have on my list, I played for single player. I never yeah. played for multiplayer. That, I never touched the multiplayer. That was my problem. Yeah. It's like with Call of Duty. I, I consider Call of Duty a multiplayer game. I never cared about the single player. Mm-hmm. Except in Modern Warfare 2, but even then, I played more multiplayer. So I think it's a multiplayer game. Um, but definitely that, and yeah, those are those are definitely my go-to multiplayer experiences. But yet again, you know, you gotta throw respect on, you know, the OGs, the, the yeah. legends. Yeah. I, I, I thought... I think one game that gets forgotten by time, but was really it uh, an interesting concept that failed out the gate, but ended up being actually a cool thing is Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is that's one that one. I think Elder regards. Scrolls Online, its launch kind of sucked, and they tried to do that subscription model thing. But I think as the years have gone by and they've developed it more and and truly made it. Like an experience. Fallout 76 is my multiplayer game yeah. in the universe. Like, it's a genuinely cool, neat game. <laughs> I think I would like to go back and see how Elder Scrolls Online is now. Yeah. It's one of those games it's where it's like. Ga- I own it, I just don't play it. Yeah, it's one of those things when we first got it, it was kind of like, well, there's not a lot for us to do here. And it was like during that verge of like things were changing in life, and it's just like. Right. I didn't See, have time to play it. Elder Scrolls Online had some of the same problems that Fallout 76 had to a lesser extent. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just like, people wanted to somehow have the amazing experience of playing like Fallout, I'm sorry, of playing like Oblivion or Skyrim, but just, I want also my friends to be there, but that's mm-hmm. not what you're going to get. That's not what it ever was going to be. And speaking of Skyrim, I'll go straight into my favorite single-player games of the decade. I, yeah, let, let, I do want to throw some more. I would like to shots. throw some multiplayer co-op kind of games out there. Oh, I thought you did. I'm so fucking sorry. But here's one. No, I didn't. Here's one that I assumed yeah. we went this way. I like got no, lost good. in the sauce of thinking about <laughs> zombies, bro. Uh, but here's one that I think also deserves recognition. I don't know if you guys have played it much, but Rocket League. Yeah. Because I one Rocket League had like meteoric success because it was free on playstation plus on launch day it was free for that month and tons of people downloaded it and i think rocket league was another super cool concept i like these kind of smaller multiplayer experiences. yes it's a very fun game and i just think it deserves respect simply because it's launch and how it's maintained a lot of success for a game that's it's soccer yeah. It's car- like it's so it's simple. Soccer with cars. Yeah, yeah but like the the servers always got people on it. Mm-hmm. Like there's always there's new sports. things to that figure was a thing. out. I remember when like Rocket League came out because it was me and my one bro who were like playing video games, and it would be hopping between Rocket League. Okay, we lost a match. We're mad. Let's go play some Overwatch. Okay, let's play Siege. We want to like we thought of this dumb strat we can go do, and then it was like, okay, you know what? That was me last year. Let's go. <laughs> let's go hit up movie. some Rocket League. Let's like that's just how it was. It's crazy to me that Siege has been out for damn near like five years now. Mm-hmm. Fucking wild. Sorry, um, go on, Taylor. Uh, now that game. I'm done being lost in the sauce. <laughs> now that you're done like looking out into the sauce. Um, a game, I'm going to say, that kind of crosses the like, it was really fun to, like by yourself, but it's also a lot of fun to be with bros would be GTA Five. 
Which yeah, is something that, I have that as single player. You have that as but single I'll, player? But I'll explain why. But, but yes, GTA Five for sure. Because it's still one of those games, like where I haven't played it in years, but I know that there's so many people I know that still play GTA Five and are still so into that game, and I can like, I can really get behind and like respect how good it is, and how they keep no matter what putting stuff out for it, and you know. With Red Dead 2, they're kind of doing the same thing with their online, but... It's not GTA 5. It's not it GTA 5. It's, and it's, GTA 5 is still getting new content. My thing with GTA 5 is actually... It's the biggest game of the decade. Yeah, sure. it is. It's the biggest game of the decade. It's interesting to me because, like, for me, I can't include it as a single-player game because I never got that into the story because half the reason, like, I played it was to play multiplayer with my friends, mm-hmm. but the reason it's not on my, like, multiplayer list is one, like, it hasn't stuck with me as long. Like, I haven't played it as long. I mean, I haven't played Black Ops 2 as long, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember, like, ever really grinding in that game the way I remembered, like, there was a day where I just said, I want to get the KSG to carbon fiber, like I was saying, and I just sat down and was like, I'm just going to listen to music and play the hell out of this game until I can get there. So that's because... my thing with GTA Five. It's a similar thing where I consider it a single-player game because I've played the single-player a lot. I right. Think I've run... But with the multiplayer... Because I got it, like, launch week. Right. And back then, you know, after a few weeks and then GTA Online launch, it was bare bones. Yes. It was nothing. It was unrecognizable. And back then, you know, I played and I was like, all right, this is cool, but there's nothing keeping me invested. Right. And I definitely think if I got into Grand Theft Auto Five three years in and then jumped into online. Right. I would have a much better perception of what it is because now everyone I know that plays GTA 5 says online is a blast. And actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, my uncle, like, the one game he never uninstalls from his Xbox is GTA 5 because he knows there's going to be a point where he's like, I got to play it. Yeah. Um, That's the same. Like, I still have it on my PlayStation just because there's times where you're like, you know what? I feel like driving around Los Santos and shooting some people. Like, shit. just shooting yeah. some people. Like, well, this is what you want to do. That was the other thing. Like, my, again, my online experience with that game, it was in that same time space of, like, when Siege, like, right before Siege came out. That was probably the game that I played a, a lot of. But it was going in between that and, you know, like, the Call of Duties where I'd be like, we'd go in and then it's like, oh, let's all squad up and, like, get, before there was even, like, real military kid, you get in, like, make our characters look like all, like, SWAT team or whatever and do some dumb shit. Or, like, when Heists came out, that's when oh, I was nice. playing a lot of it. Yeah. But, it, again, it was like, oh, I'm kind of, like, the third man on the squad because we need another guy. Like, I wasn't doing it because I was like, damn, I really want to do heists. Um, so that's, again, like, why it didn't make my list. But it is a fucking massive game, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I don't think I'm sleeping on it. And I think over the decade, one of the biggest lessons about this decade will be the change in multiplayer experiences. Yeah. Because you look at kind of some of the early well, multiplayer that's, experiences. Well, that's but, what I was going to bring up. But now I'm... they're more games of service like that's kind of how it's progressed and one of like you're saying one of the things that i really enjoyed about early multiplayer online experience was like the split screen in the like living room with your friends kind of playing of the game or it was like portal 2 and even before that which was left for dead but like portal 2 is one of those one of those games where it's like i can still go and play it with like people at their house and be like oh i don't have to be halfway across town to be playing this game with you i can play it right here oh me and my best friend grinded portal 2 like for an entire day and beat it like that portal 2 was definitely an excellent co-op yeah it's it's one of those games where it's like 
that's the start of the 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 decades kind of this is how multiplayer is and then like now it's like rainbow six overwatch fortnite (laughs) yeah it's like that kind of that kind of difference in it and it's like it's interesting to see especially when it's the decade isn't like from birth to 10 years old your your decade is like from early teens to now another yeah well yeah and another thing like another game that i want to like it's not really an honorable mention but it was around the same time like battlefield one and all that was uh the first ea battlefront Mm -hmm. but it's not like necessarily an honorable mention i was like because it just occurred to me i was like what other fucking game was i playing in there because that's kind of how i went through these i was like going backwards i was like okay before i played this online what the hell did i play online Mm -hmm. That's another one that I did grind a little bit, and it was because I wanted, like, one blaster, and I was like, I, I fucking need this gun. To, to conclude this multiplayer section, you know what's super underrated? Medal of Honor. No. <laughs> Arma 3. Yo, Arma 3. Uh, Friday the 13th, the d- game. Didn't PUBG birth from Arma? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. so. Arma has a legacy. Arma, no, Arma's actually a dope-ass game series. Yeah. Um... No, but I was going to say, as we move into single player, like I was alluding to earlier, Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim. I was, yeah, Skyrim. Um, Skyrim is an I did, easy I did, easy before top. I go in, we actually go into single player, because I feel like this is the part we're going to gush about even more than we just yeah. did. Skyrim is a tier of its, it's own. like, this decade is the most evolving of gaming, I think, maybe ever, because we went, at the start of this decade, VR was not a thing. Look at how far VR has come. Just as a... Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the game. Well, it's being VR, developed by like VR, a, like Pokemon yeah. Go was hot for a summer, and there's still people that play it. Well, yeah, but you, I'm saying like the advancements in VR, like Super Hot was one of the first big ones, and then you get like one of the most popular games, if not the most popular game on Steam, Beat Saber, uh, a game that's about to come out. I can't think of the name of it. It's uh, being made by like. They probably have their own company name. What's not this? But if you go over to like the YouTube channel Node, have you seen the trailer of uh, what is it? I am Jesus. No. That game? It's super a VR hot, game of being... Hot. I already mentioned Oh, you said right. super yeah. hot? <laughs> okay. It's a VR Thank game you for checking back in, Taylor. <laughs> Sorry. Was... That's amazing. Or like that game uh, that a lot of people are playing, Blade and Sorcery or whatever, just like the yeah. funny-ass clips you get from that where people mod in guns, and it's like, ah, oh, they're my true weapon. That's just all a lot. Like, VR has come into its own in this decade, mm-hmm. and the weird fucking pay-to-win shit has come into its own, and the weird, you know, like, loot box systems mm-hmm. and all the drama over that. A lot has happened. A lot has happened and a lot has changed. Uh, but what stayed the same is that everyone loves single-player games with amazing stories. And Skyrim isn't just an amazing story. It's a story you build. Yeah. It's an RPG. Yeah. It's the true, like, super true. Like, it's one of those games where... I remember when Skyrim came out, I played... I know you, Nathan, has played Skyrim ungodly amounts. Like, I thought oh, yeah. I played it a lot. But, you know, Nathan has played a lot more. But Skyrim I played lot... so much, yeah. and then they release fucking mods on console. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then you can just keep returning to it. And, yes. like, no matter how many times you fight that uh, dragon or you go to Winterhold, it's always magical. It's always yeah. it's always cool to do that. And it's always cool to, you know, learn your shouts. and Or chop wood. I love chopping wood. And... Chop wood. Like, there's... In Skyrim. Skyrim is just one of those games where no matter how many times you've played it, how many you know 
parts of the map you've been to, there's always something interesting. I know I've still not hit everything. Like, I probably know it's there just from fucking YouTube, but I still know I've not hit everything in that game mm -hmm. that it has to offer. And that's what's amazing to, like, about it for me. And by extension, you know, Skyrim... I, I feel like the legacy of, like, the RPG has been... It's, like, Skyrim, kind of the early part of the decade, and then The Witcher takes over. Yep. in the later part of the decade but it's interesting because i remember when the witcher 2 came out like ign reviewed it and it got like no views you know it was like one of the yeah. lower viewed videos but i remember watching it and i was like oh that's actually kind of neat and then witcher 3 comes out and it like destroys the industry and takes it by storm you have to remember at the same time this is like when game of thrones is a thing mm -hmm. and... and perfect confluence of events and witcher 3 is another example of just this great single player experience that's just like Skyrim, where it's ungodly amounts of, of, of dense. Like, yes. there's, there's constantly things to do. The only reason Witcher 3 is not on my list is I've still not been able to finish it. Same. Yeah. yeah. Witcher 3 is one of those games where it's like, I know I want to finish it. And I know I love it. Like, every time I play, I'm so, like, it's so fucking There's dope. so much weight to it. It's like, man, like, you... It's like that new Scorsese movie on Netflix. It's three hours and 40 minutes or something. The Irishman or something? Yeah, and it's like... I know I would like it, but, but god damn, damn that's, that's a, a long time. time. Yeah. Um, the other thing, like, I wanted to say, uh, there's been a massive resurgence in tabletop role-playing games in this decade, um, especially things like Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> and you know for sure that is influenced by Skyrim. Absolutely. Like, that is... I'm sorry, but... It, it brought that type of fantasy it back. It brought that fantasy yeah. back yeah. to the forefront of people's it's, minds. It's... Since we're nerds here, and you play... Who are you calling a nerd? <laughs> nerd? So when we... It's very funny that when, especially me and you, Nathan, talk about, like, D&D &D and, like, world building, where it's all like, yeah, so how do you go about creatures? And you're like... And we're both like, you know those big-ass spiders in Skyrim? <laughs> what happens if we put a body on top of, like, a human in control of that? So it's like... It's very much like, yeah, you know. It's a big influence. It's on a people. huge influence, and it's a game that no matter what, I know I can look and I'm like, I don't have anything I want to play right now. Let me reinstall Skyrim. <laughs> and for me, so just getting into the, like the rest of my list, I'm not gonna hit all five. I'll hit the like weird take in the middle of it, and then I'll I'll hit my honorable mention. I have to tweet out later. Um, but I'm gonna touch Dishonored real quick. Uh, came out one year after Skyrim. And when this game came out, I played it. It was one of the most, at the time, because this was before I was super into stealth games, the closest thing was that I'd played was really like Assassin's Creed. Not really a stealth game. And Skyrim and stealth, but stealth and Skyrim, you just get a bow and you win. So the really, it was my first real experience with stealth gaming. And it was hard. It was difficult. It was interesting because there were the moral choices the chaos system which had never even occurred to me you could put in a game where your choices like really matters my first time interacting with that in a game i was playing not just watching someone play like telltale's walking dead or something like that i was gonna say the walking like games that maybe we personally Choice, didn't like, get to play like but undertale stuff like, like i've never played that but that is i know a massive game for this decade but like with Dishonored, I've also recently just decided i wanted to revisit it and i got the definitive edition and I am in love with the lore of the world. I'm in love with the game. It holds up so well. Maybe not necessarily graphically, but gameplay-wise, it's amazingly fun. 
um, and just the different options you get of how to how to play is just is a good one. Yeah, it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. And then real quick, I want to briefly touch my weird take was Assassin's Creed Revelations. That's a nostalgia thing. I won't really go into it. But then my my one take is Doom twenty sixteen. And the only reason Doom 2016 is on my list, besides that it is hella fun, and if you haven't played it, you should play it, was that I was like, what's a game that hits different? What's a game I can just suddenly go off on a rant about? Which I won't do right now, because this episode will be forever. And the first game that came to the forefront of my mind was Doom 2016, but then like 30 minutes after I put the tweet out, I realized, oh shit, one of my favorite games of all time that like is a sneak favorite is uh, Watch Dogs, the original. Uh, I don't know if anyone else on this podcast agrees with me, but for some reason, that game, maybe it's just I played it at the right time of my life, or I just sunk too many hours into it, but for some reason, like, the story of that game, I know every inch of the story of that game, I can recite it to you verbatim, talk about the emotional weight each moment has, and what your decisions do, and all this stuff, and I could, I've replayed it at least seven times, just because it's not a super long game to play through, but it is a very fun game just to fuck around, and Watch Dogs 2 was the same way, I never actually got For to play the game. For me, it's Watch Dogs 2, Watch Dogs yeah. 2 is the game that I'm like, of, of that series, Watch Dogs 2 is one of my favorites. The only reason I probably don't have the same feeling is I didn't get to play yeah. through it all the way, because I was just like on a license transfer with someone and we only played like multiplayer stuff, mm -hmm. I played like the first couple of story missions to get to the multiplayer. And just the fucking around with, like, drones and shit in that game, I was like, this is just fun to mess around in the same way GTA is, in just a different setting, mm -hmm. and in, you know, the bay, which is where we're from, which is cool. But I didn't get that far into that game, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. For me, single player is... So, the first game I need to get out the way, just because it's not, like, a serious pick, but it is a serious pick because of the amount of time I put into it, NBA 2K... <laughs> As you all know, the NBA kind is of... Is that kind of a multiplayer game? No, because I don't play multiplayer. Oh, okay. Who doesn't? I, I, I have never touched NBA 2K multiplayer. This is the weirdest take But for me, <laughs> But for me, sports games, at least throughout my life, have been kind of the one constant game that I'm always into. Sports, big part of my life, big part of my family's life. And so, like, Madden, for a time, was just something I would always play with my dad, with, you know, friends, with my brothers. Like, always play Madden. But then, as I started getting less into football and more into basketball, and basketball became the way I reference life, as you all know, Yeah. NBA 2K since 2011, which was one of the better NBA 2Ks, since then, every single year, I get it, and every single year, I play it damn near every single day. I've put hundred, probably a thousand hours playing NBA 2K, just, you know, oh, what games are on today? Let me play those games in mm -hmm. 2k let me do these fantasy drafts let me run a franchise and it's just one of those games where yes there's a lot of stupid bullshit in there the developers do some dumb shit but to me all i play is franchise mode and single player so i don't necessarily am affected by that and i just enjoy do you make custom characters with a one foot tall body and like 75 feet long arms yeah when you're really bored you do that but it's one of <laughs> yeah, it's just one of love that yeah shit. it's just one of those things where it's just a game that's a very good simulation of the sport, and it allows you to kind of play God within the sport. And I think that's super cool. But in, right. a, in terms of actual single-player experiences, the two that immediately stick out in my mind as games that I would consider, one, some of the best games I've ever played, but two, I think some of the best games ever are Mass Effect 2 and The Last of Us. 
Okay, yeah. So for Mass Effect 2, I'm a gigantic fan of the Mass Effect series, and Mass Effect 1 doesn't qualify because it was, you know, not in the 2000s, but Mass Effect 2 does. Mass Effect 3 was cool, but Mass Effect 2, I think... Ooh, the hottest take Xavier has ever made on the Scrapyard. Mass Effect 3, the ending is fine, and the game itself is great. I think the... I just gave him yeah, a thumbs up. Actual Mass Effect 3 is, like, a, a genuinely great game. The ending, disappointing, but... You spend 40 it's about hours. the journey, not the destination. Yeah, literally. But Mass Effect 2, the journey and the destination is incredible. I think the loyalty missions were so great. That all the characters were had a lot more depth, were more interesting. I thought the, the environments that you go to were great. Mass Effect 2 was when they fixed some of the shitty gameplay of Mass Effect, the original. Mm-hmm. It, it was just like this perfect confluence of events to make Mass Effect 2 a great game. And it was another game where I played it well over 15 times I, I played the life out of mass effect 2 and then with the last of us i've only played the last of us once um but that one time was so great and the story impacted me so much and i enjoyed my time so much that to be completely honest i am com- perfectly fine with that being my only experience with the last of us and when last of us 2 comes out it's been over a decade since i've visited that world and I'm, I'll be so happy to be back and re, you know, and continue the stories of, of Ellie, you know. And that's the thing with the Mass Effect, you know, like there are certain albums that I've only listened to like twice, because when I listen to them, they had an impact on me, and I'm like, the feelings I felt listening to Mount Erie's album, A Crow Looked at Me, I don't want to ever feel those feelings again because it's genuinely saddening. But it is a beautiful album. Mm. But that one time was good enough. And that's the same with Last of Us. The entire story I was in, the second I played it, I stayed up nonstop. And I would get home from school. I need to play The, Ma- I need to play the Last of Us. It was that deal. So, mm-hmm. And you know, the story as a whole had an impact on me. And I've only played it once. But that one time was so good that it makes it at the top of that list. And then, yet again, GTA V, I consider a single-player game, because I played it mostly single-player. And yeah, um, but I will say one one mention that I do kind of want to talk about, we are being very positive, but I would like to say big, big whoopsies for Volition and how they've handled the Saints Row series. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Saints Row 2 is another game that I would consider one of my favorite games of all time. Saints Row 3... A, a, a fall, but it's enjoyable. But it's a fall. It's a it's a fall. It's not Saints Row Four. Mm. Is one of the worst games I've ever played, and Agents of Mayhem sucks. I I think some people called Saints Row like this San Andreas ripoff, which yes, it took a lot from San Andreas, but it had its own unique style, and it was wacky. But the wackiness worked because it was within this semi-grounded universe. So when Johnny Gat was crazy, or when you're driving the septic truck spraying shit all over buildings it's funny because the rest of the world is seemingly normal like serious yeah. yeah but once you get to saints row four and three where the world is like super wacky now suddenly the wacky comedy doesn't work yeah and i think it's just something that you should learn about comedy is you know there's a straight man in the comedy in comedy movies for a reason yeah you need somebody to bounce that crazy energy off of and i think that they lost that quote-unquote straight man yeah. But no, Last of Us, Mass Effect 2 are the two biggest games for me. That's the thing. I couldn't put Last of Us on my list, but it's another game similar to like the first Watch Dogs where I'm like, the story of that game 
I love, but I never got to play it because yeah. I don't have a PS like yeah. a PlayStation. That's the only reason. Yeah, I've been PlayStation loyal all all decade. I had an Xbox One or no, well Xbox three sixty, and then I got a PS three, and then I played the PS three and the Xbox three sixty. Got a PS four, ain't ever looked back. PlayStation all day, baby. Oh, Bioshock Infinite too. Yeah, Bioshock Infinite's a good one. That was another yeah. game. It's not like it's on the my list. top of the decade, but I played Bioshock Infinite and thoroughly enjoyed my time. I did really enjoy that. The other the other game I wanted to honor rule mention after uh, Assassin's Creed Revelation was uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm-hmm. A really good comeback for that series. I have a weird amount of Ubisoft things on my list. That's a thing about me. I play a lot of Ubisoft games, but that was good. Odyssey kind of fucked up, but Origins was a really good experience for me, and the story, uh, it was just, because of my nostalgia for the series, it was a great game. Ain't that the Go one ahead, with the Black Assassin? Correct. Nice. Anyways, okay, I know we've been gushing over here, but you got your little your little nest eggs of love that you have over there, the, the games that mean a lot to you, besides, I know you do play a lot of sim-like games, like simulations, uh, but I know there's a couple on your list that are pretty interesting, so I want to hear about those. So... All the way up until Overwatch, I never really played multiplayer games, except for maybe Minecraft, but then again, you don't have to play that outside of being a single player. So, before that, I never played multiplayer games, and one of the big ones that I really enjoyed was Alice Madness Returns. I really liked the concept of... I never played the original until I got Madness Returns because it had the option to play the original that was a PC, I believe, early PC game. And playing through both of those games when Madness Returns came out, it was really fun. It's an interesting take on the Alice in Wonderland story. And again, me being the edgy Dark Lord, one of the table, I guess it, it, it fits into my strange little either playing a simulation game like city skylines or minecraft or the sims 4 it it fits in the i just kind of want to go through and kill things which is basically what your games your 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 number one games are i just kind of want to go through and oh whoa 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 dishonored dishonored pacifism is an option oh it it's an option um the other game that i i didn't i could I don't own a PlayStation, but a game that I really enjoyed watching, and it's a soundtrack that I keep going back to, is uh, Journey, and that's like a very pretty, very artsy game, and I enjoy... It is a great game. And I enjoy the, the visuals of it, and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful game, and it's, again, that just very peaceful getting to travel through a environment. an environment, and the soundtrack really carries through. And then I get into the games where it's like, I didn't exactly have to play them on a PC or on like the Xbox or something. I enjoyed Papers, Please, which is that That's little, a fun game. That's a fun game. which is a little like, you're in charge of the border and you make kind of the decisions and it's just something to pass the time and I really enjoyed that. So another couple fun games that I think deserve mention is a series of games called roguelikes so one binding of isaac which shout out to northern line but i think binding of isaac and slay the spire and i think shovel knight are like this series of games that are roguelikes where you basically go through the map lose restart lose again go again beat the boss win some stuff and then literally just do that loop over and over again but i think binding of isaac is another small indie game 
And Slay the Spire is also another small indie game that both had great success crafting this roguelike sphere. So I think roguelikes are, are, are one series of games that deserve mention. But then also, the the growth of those Souls-like games. Yeah. And so Bloodborne, Nio, Sekiro, Dark Souls 2, 3 is just another weird... Or, Jedi Fallen Order at this yeah. point. Yeah. Lords of the Fallen. Like, all these weird Soulsborne games where basically you're going to lose a bunch. Shadow you're going to get Warner. frustrated, punch your computer, get mad, and then come back the next day and play it. I suck at those games. So I have no authority to speak on Soulsborne games at all. I played the first mission of Bloodborne, lost, got mad, punched the TV, left. Uh, same with Dark Souls, same with Nioh. I've tried those. But I definitely respect the design philosophy and the space that those games occupy and how they've influenced gaming as a whole. I mean, just like Arkham Knight and Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, how those have changed single-player game combat, the Souls games has changed how video game combat works. Mm -hmm. I don't think The Witcher would look like it does without the Souls games. I don't think... Jedi Fallen Order. Look it how would it, very it, much yeah, not. It, it would not be the same without the Souls games. And so many other games have just ripped off the combat because the combat is so good. And so I think that those are some other games that deserve a lot of mention. The one thing I will say about Jedi Fallen Order, though, because it didn't make my list because it's too new. I haven't finished it yet. I don't, I don't have full feelings on it yet. Is like. I'm not playing on, like, the hardest setting or anything, because there's story mode, and then, like, there's three difficulties or something like that. Um, I'm playing on the easiest that isn't story mode as of right now, I'm pretty sure. The combat's just hard enough that, like, every once in a while you get, like, caught up by a new enemy, but 99% of the time, like, you can kind of figure it out, especially early on, you'll be like, oh, this guy's, oh, shit, there's that one move I'm not ready for. But then other than that, after your first experience with a person, unless you just fuck up like I do you can kind of get through every combat pretty easy once you once you know the patterns, and that's just the challenge of, like, oh, they've combined this guy with this guy. What the fuck do I do? Yeah. And um, some of the last single-player games that I also enjoy, which is, like, the Fallout 4, not so much the story and, like, going through the entire campaign trying to just pick sides, but I really liked being able to build settlements and mods that would allow me to, like, tear down absolutely everything from the, like, world and just be like this is mine now i will produce what i want and that's the same thing with like games like slime rancher and those kind and like stardew valley where it's like you kind of start with just this one little spot and then you work your way up from there collecting things and then you meet other characters and etc etc but it's all very much settlement based and i really enjoy those kind of games and i feel like what sucks is with fallout 76 it could have been a really good multiplayer online settlement builds up from the scratch kind of thing and then it fell so flat because they had no npcs no like of the original like original vibe vibe of a fallout game and there's been plenty of great fallout games that came out during this like decade technically mm, no because three didn't no new vegas was i think new vegas did yeah, I New think Vegas, Vegas was like but, but like seventy six counts for like the two newest. negatives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Negative. It's it counts as two negatives. Are but we there counting was like, Fallout Shelter as a game? I'm counting it as a game. 
I liked it. <laughs> it's a good one. I liked it because... It's better than 76. Because it, it actually gave the, like, the thing that I was hoping that 76 would give. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fallout 4 just needed, like... I don't know, man. They, they needed to not... Not... Some I liked the things. character creation of Fallout 4, but everything else was very wonderful. Fallout 4 was fun to play once, and yeah. then I was like, you know what? I've gotten all I've gotten out of this. It I'm does done. not have as much replay. Yeah, but New Vegas, like man. Or New Vegas. Yeah. So New Vegas, I was like, I need to play this again, 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 again. Same with yeah. 3. I was just like, again, again, again. But Fallout 4 was just like, cool. That was neat. Yeah, and then um, another thing that's like, it's it's one of those like edgelord that's invaded my life for maybe far too many years but the like five nights at freddy's the original game when it was like a mobile you could play it as a mobile thing i really enjoyed having that like it was such a big game and it was free at that time that i was like this is like the start of something that's really going to be big and new and it's going to add something in and after that was like pt pt was a fun yo pt was the greatest thing that never happened yeah mm-hmm. pt was the greatest thing that never happened i remember i remember my first time playing pt i turned off all the lights i was and uh... i put on headphones and i was like i'm here and i oh it, it is one of the greatest experiences you'll ever have this has been a really good decade for horror games just because the yeah. advancements in what games can do didn't it amnesia come out this decade um uh, maybe, maybe. It got it got popular. It got popular, yeah. Yeah. But then you know you had Dead Space, which I think Dead Space found its own in, on Dead Space Two this decade. Yes. And then Dead Space Three. Yeah. Um, some people don't love that one as much. Yeah, fuck them. But you know, yeah, I definitely. Think and it, it did come out. Amnesia did, in fact, come out the 2010. This, uh, what was this decade? What's the fucking name? Outlast. That's a mm-hmm. really good one. Uh huh. Alien Isolation. Soma. Yeah. Um, bunch of good horror games. This I also decade. really enjoyed. Uh, this is kind of backtracking, but Life is Strange is another one of those choice-making mm-hmm. butterfly effect kind of games. Gone Home is Gone another Home. really neat game. And another game that I, I really enjoy, and not so much the uh, the uh, sequel to, but maybe it's just like the rock ba- anthem of uh, the opening song. I really enjoyed the first Until Dawn and not so much the Man of Madon. Until Dawn was cool. Until, Until Dawn, Dawn was, cool. was a lot. Like, I just, I enjoy th- that that strange little period when Life is Strange and Until Dawn came out where it was like, butterfly effect is the thing. And yeah. I thought that was Curses really... became like a really big that deal was for a while. But such an interesting little... Before we close out this special edition, the special Friday edition of the Scrapyard Nostalgia cast, but shout out to Town of Salem. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Which spawned like, what, one that, the like the tabletop version once, like one time a werewolf. Like, all these, you know, different games. But Town of Salem came out of nowhere. You literally make an entire episode about that game. Town of Salem is is a very fun game. (laughs) Like, when we were talking about 76, I was going to say, I could make an entire episode about, like, why Fallout 76 isn't as good as it could have been. Town of Salem's always good. Town of Salem's amazing. I don't play it for, like, a long stretch, and then it'll be like, yo, Taylor, let's play Town of Salem. And we just rip through games. It's a a joyable experience. It sucks you in for, like, a whole afternoon. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's... It's one of those things where you, it's a multiplayer game, and but it doesn't feel like one. It's literally just a it's chat. It's a very social... Yeah, it's just a chat. And it's a very social game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's everything people love about, like, whodunits. And it's, it's... People are so fucking dumb in that. It's just internet dumbness distilled into one area with Puritan-looking motherfuckers. Remember, you can always say... Win by putting your, your name as the name of your character. So, oh, uh, or this is... Yeah. This is the killer... This is is the killer or something? 
Jailer is the killer. Yeah. Yeah, they man. Can kill rest them. in peace to all the jailers that like got killed for no reason. Rest rest in peace to all the jailers who who jailed SK Night One. <laughs> but all you jailers who didn't put those fuckers in your will, you're fucking going straight <laughs> to the boiler room of hell. Also, shout out to the escorts that do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Town of Salem was was just. I feel like this decade just had a lot of like neat experience. Town of Salem yes. was one of them for sure. Yeah. This de- this is the neatest decade. Yeah, this is neat. It's a good good decade for games. Yeah. May the next one be even better. And never forget that... Sure, the next one will just be filled with subscription services. Yeah. And never forget that <laughs> Nintendo still holds strong with Pokemon oh, games. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's talk None about... None of us have a Nintendo console. <laughs> no, we don't. It's, it's so not... sorry about that. Oh, but shout out to Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. yeah Nintendo makes some great games. I mean, Breath of the Wild, Wild is a cool yeah. game to watch. We just don't um, have a. We just don't own a Nintendo console, yeah, so it's kind of hard Wii to play. Wii released it. its last game ever this decade, uh, with the last Just Dance that's going on there. The Wii's right there with the PS2 as like a gangster console. P- yeah. PS2 is the goat though. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Nintendo. I'm sorry that I don't own any of your consoles. Yeah. <laughs> but I I know y'all had some great games. That's it's, it's not just games for kids. But there are experiences for everybody. It's like Breath of the Wild for, is yeah. apparently lit. No, I'm sure it is. I'm it's just, just, I'm just not a Nintendo person. I don't have the money to have that console and play Breath of the Wild, and then also like get a fucking PC to play Rainbow Six Siege. That's, That's true. But yeah, shout out to Nintendo. Sorry for all the lack of Nintendo talk. Sorry that we don't. I guess you know. Yeah, let me put it out there. Uh, Pokemon X and Y, good experience with that one. And Diamond and Pearl, but I lost my coffee. <laughs> It'd be like that and sometimes. My fucking Turtwig had just finally. The last evolved. Nintendo thing I played was like my Nintendo DS. Yeah, that's what I was playing. Yeah, like it's, it's super rough. Well, I played Mario Kart the hell out of Mario Kart Wii, but that I don't think is this decade. I'm pretty sure that was 2008. So. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. But shout out to Nintendo, y'all. Yeah, y'all, y'all Nintendo go hard. The Switch, the Switch was gangster. The Wii U was like a fault. Something that, but the Switch is one of the dopest gangster. Something that I think it, it would be fun to have is a Switch, mostly because of Mario Maker and just how oh, like, yeah, that community one. seems very fun. I was gonna say with the Wii U, weirdly, like the only thing I think of when I think of that console besides Mario Maker, like the the original Mario Maker, which is one of the fucking most massive games of this decade. Realistically, it has damn near untapped infinite potential. Uh, is that like zombie game that came out like with release that zombie? a bunch of YouTubers played yeah. like Zombie U? Yeah, it's on like a like regular consoles now. Is it? I have it on PlayStation. It oh was, my like, god! A, it really? was a PS Plus game. Uh, Fuck! I gotta play that. It was like, oh, this is kind of cool, but like you could totally tell it was a, like a Wii game. <laughs> and it was like, oh, this is a Wii U game, and it's like yeah. made specifically to like use the gamepad and shit. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, it's that time of the day. Remember to follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Scrapyard Media. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Well, maybe not anywhere, but definitely where you're listening right now at Scrapyard Media. And if you want to play games in the next decade with us, you can do that on Xbox or Steam. My PlayStation's broken. At Scrapyard Media. Roll outro. Let us hit from the